Do you guys like Unfriend Me? I know you do. There's a great way to support us, and it's easy. Go to patreon.com slash unfriendme today. Oh, yeah? Well, prostitution is a symptom of moral decay and a sad sign of the times. Jesus weeps. Oh, yeah? Well, people in the oldest profession got to get paid, son. Oh, yeah? Well, if you don't think selling your body for money, a.k.a. prostitution, is wrong, then unfriend me. Oh man, one for the ages. That one made me choke. Well done on that one. Uh, It's uh, Unfriend Me, everybody. Welcome back to Unfriend Me. What happened to the music? Oh, there it is. Uh, We're happy to be here. It is, uh, what is it? March 20th, 2018. I'm Scott Johnson with Justin Robert Young, who made me choke. Justin, welcome back. Oh, hey, friends. It's your old pal, Jerry. Mm. Hey, uh... prostitution. It's it's no abortion, but I'll take it. I swear to you, at some point, we're just going to start making Scott really wants abortion t-shirt. <laughs> no, no. I am not pro-abortion. I don't want that. No. I don't want anything no, no, to do no, with no, it. No, 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 no. We'll have, we'll have a very small type under it as a topic on his podcast, <laughs> Unfriend Me. Yeah, that will get me in precisely zero trouble. Uh, we're back <laughs> at it, everybody. That is our topic today. Uh, we're excited to be here. Thank you all for being here. And thank you all who have been uh, heading over to our Patreon and, uh, and helping us out. It means a lot. In fact, uh, those of you who have uh, done so at a certain level, you got a little something extra in your uh, in your box today. A little extra episode out of nowhere that was like, whoa, look at this. Hey, look, friends. Here's how it goes. We promised that uh, uh, people at a certain level on the Patreon will get bonus stuff. Uh, the stuff that we do record will at some point probably hit the feed. We've kind of yet to decide whether or not it's going to be a formal release schedule or we'll just kind of keep them in the hopper yeah. for when, you know, uh, you know, force majeure. Either Scott or I has to miss a, a day. Summer's coming up. A lot of cons and everything that might you know, knock our sketch out of whack a little bit considering that this uh, uh, this show takes a little bit of prep but uh, uh if you are a patron at a certain level you get them now you get them pretty much as soon as we record them mm-hmm. you can enjoy them you can you can flaunt to all your friends so head on over there patreon.com slash unfriend yeah it was a really really good follow-up to some previous stuff we've done so oh yeah no it was on tipping we did we did an email episode on tipping it was uh, probably our biggest email uh uh stuff that we had ever gotten and so we went back in mm-hmm. some folks who were upset about their uh, uh how we read their email previous they, they got they got another crack at the uh crack of the bat we got more people that were upset with me some people that were uh or were back in my play so i was very excited with the mix of emails that we got yeah so uh here's the other thing it's never too late so if you go over there now and get into that uh level then you can still get this stuff and you can get it retroactively so if in a month from now yeah. you're like oh, i'll do it now well then whatever we've done up to that point in bonus content you'll get you'll get it all in in uh in perpetuity it's how the yeah. how the how we would phrase it if we were in a more uh, sort of uh, legal profession but we're not instead we're in the profession of talking about big issues here on unfriend me the big stuff the social stuff the things that affect our daily lives that fill our headlines and then later fill our heads. We try to make sense of it all. Uh, Today's no different. Like I mentioned, prostitution. But before we do that, we always take a brief look back at last week. Mm Mm-hmm, Scott. 
We uh, talked about American exceptionalism last week, and Ken wrote in, Canadian here, I love Americans, but I believe there's a perspective uh, on the world that's uniquely American, and I think I know where it comes from. For the past 70 years, the United States has been fighting a propaganda war on the scale the world has never seen. For 70 years, you've been taught that if you don't shun all things socialist, like healthcare, for existence, and don't cling to freedom and military-grade firearms, uh, and your unwavering faith in your constitution, then the red menace will come in and confiscate your blue jeans, comic books, and bubble gum. Unlike World War II, you single-handedly won the Cold War. Thank you for that, by the way. Uh, that's got to take a lot of toll when you think about it. How could you not believe in American exceptionalism when you've been aggressively indoctrinated for 70 years? Oh, hadn't thought of it this way, but kind of has a point. Maybe it's just pounded into us. At whatever level it is, I mean, I don't think it's as pounded in as it was for my parents' uh, generation. When they grew up in the 80s, it was all about Cold War, this and that and the other. Uh, now we just, uh, I don't know, maybe it never went away. Now the Russians are all boogeymen again. So uh, off we go into the wild blue, uh, sorry, red yonder. <laughs> well, I, uh, I mean, uh, red? remember, in, in, one of, in one of the great freezing cold takes of, uh, of, of politics of the modern era, it was uh, Barack Obama on his way to win re-election telling Mitt Romney that, you know, the 80s called and they wanted their foreign policy back when he mentioned Russia being the biggest uh, problem for the United States. That one has not particularly aged well for the former president. But uh, you're right. There is a, a cyclical nature to this. Uh, before we move on from Ken, all I would say is I do think American exceptionalism, that the Cold War is a symptom of the idea that, of course, we would do the work because we're America. And it was applied to the Cold War. But I do think it does, at least philosophically, kind of go back further than that. I agree. Mike Rodin says, while America is often accused of empire building, the American military conquered Germany twice and gave it back to the German people. Conquered Japan and gave, it back, uh, gave them back control. Conquered Iraq and gave back control to the Iranians. Wait, that's not right. Did uh, they? Uh, is unless, that the unless joke? He's making a, unless he's making... Uh, some really salient commentary. About it might be, and I can't tell. But anyway, forced to stalemate in Korea and has made South Korea a wonderful place. Instead of incorporating these countries into some bizarro USSR, uh, America has made these countries independent allies. Uh, the Well, I know there's some nuance to this, and some people are going to write in and go, you know, what about all the people we have stationed there? We have permanent bases now. <clears throat> yeah, sure, we, we turned it over, but we sure didn't leave. Blah, blah, blah. I know we can have that conversation, but let's finish his email. It says this. Uh, there are those who scoff at America on one side, and there are those who wrap themselves in the flag and take unearned pride in their place of birth on the other side. America is a unique place founded on unique ideals and has historically been one of the most free nations and societies on earth. Ask almost any first-generation immigrant why they chose to come to America, and they will tell you it was for the promise of freedom and a chance at a better future for their family. It is these ideals that make America great and these ideals that we should be proud of and protect. Uh, I generally speaking, that's my take on what we can be at our best. Uh, I think this is a good take. It's a hot take and a good take and it tastes good to me. I hot like and it. fresh. Yeah. Hot and fresh. I like it, Mike. Well done. Uh, Chris writes, good analogy about the U S helping nations in need because we can, I think some of the world hates us more for our helping quote unquote. Often we go in with good intentions publicly only to have our help make things worse or worse yet. Our intentions end up being exposed to something bad. 
It's like as a nation, we walk over to help somebody's grandma with her groceries, but we take her booze, cigarettes, and cookies because they are bad for her. Tell her that she should stop drinking that local soda and buy our Coca-Cola instead, and then leave a couple of hamburger wrappers in her trunk with the groceries, and that's all assuming we don't run her over on the way to the parking lot as we are wont to do. <laughs> also agree with Chris. I mean, it, this is yeah. why it's complicated. Like everything that the, the the middle one there was giving Germany back, giving Japan back, all that stuff. Those are noble things to do at the end of horrible conflicts. Like, not wrong. But then we sometimes come busting in like Cowboy Jack in Chris's example and leave that lady a little bit destitute where she wasn't asking for our help in the first place. So complicated, nuanced, almost like everything we talk about on this show. It's interesting that uh, the, the emails that we got did largely go toward the military element of it, uh, because I do think that the the philosophical element of like what happens to a country that is founded under these, you know, uh, age of enlightenment, liberal ideals. Mm -hmm. Does that have any resonance, you know, generation, to generation, generation? Is there a reason why we still even talk about it like that, that, right. that we that we say like, OK, well, it's because of the constitution that we have an interesting system of government that we should take pride in that is unique among the, you know, let, let's just say the most powerful nations in the world. Yeah. I think people think more about the stewardship of the nation and the stewardship of our position in the world uh, less than they do maybe its origins or its uh, self expectations. And that's been really interesting to see because it is a lot of examples about military, about world wars that came and went about, other conflicts that we either had a big hand in or whatever, but no one's bringing up Vietnam. I don't see a lot of people bringing up the fact that the, the Middle East is really not that much more stable than it used to be. Um, you know, we were supposed to be that stabling influence. It, you know, we've, we've got our, we've got our holes, but we've also got a few, you know, got a few nice little bumps we can call our own and say, yeah, that worked out. All right. You know, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I just and we, we will move on from this because I know people get fussy when we spend too much time in the emails. But uh, I guess I don't really feel I know that that's what everybody wants to talk about. I don't feel super pumped as somebody who does have a lot of pride in America and my and my American uh, uh, citizenship and identity. Uh, the, I, I don't know if that's the best place that I would say, hey, look, look at our spotless record with, with uh, you know, intervening in foreign wars. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I would also I would, I would point to a few other things that we've that we've uh, uh, been able to cultivate here in, in the good old US of A before I would point. to that. Sure, that's sure, it. sure. Just like and, and like all of that, we are certainly not the birthplace of today's topic, that being prostitution, but we certainly enjoy a little bit of it. Before we move to that, though, a quick note, if you want to send us one of these emails and you want to be a part of our recap each week, it's easy, unfriendmeshow at gmail.com. That's unfriendmeshow at gmail.com. We take all takers, but if you send us a book, just know it'll probably get edited. Yeah, look, all right. Write short emails, please. <laughs> Write short emails because people yell at us more if the email segment is too long than they do if you get your email edited the wrong way and you're like, yep, took my email out of context. Well, then write it shorter. <laughs> yeah, this happens. So just take our advice, write them shorter. Do not incur greater consternation for a long email than some people get for being pro-abortion. Oh, there's that word again. Oh, my God. I know. You I know. It just it. it came out like a... God loves abortion <laughs> on his show 
so let's talk about what's going on today. Prostitution. I I have very little experience with prostitutes personally, but I have a lot of opinions about what they do. So let's get into it. All right, folks. Prostitute, Scott. Prostitutes <laughs> derived from the Latin prostituta. Some uh, sources cite the verb as a combination of the words pro, meaning upfront and forward, uh, or satire, defined as to offer up for sale. Another explanation is that a prostituta is a composition of pro and satire, which is to stand in station at place erect. Well, yeah, buddy. <laughs> I heard a literal translation, yeah. therefore, is to put up front for sale and to place forward. The online entomology dictionary states that the notion of sex for hire is not inherent in the entomology, which rather suggests that one exposed to lust or sex indiscriminately offered mm. correctly or not. The word prostitute without specifying a sex may commonly be assumed as female compound terms such as male prostitution or male escort are therefore often used to identify males. Those offering service to female customers are commonly known as gigolos. And those offering service to male customers are hustlers or rent boys. First time in the history of my life have I heard the term rent boys. I've heard gigolos, hustlers, male prostitutes, female prostitutes, all the words that you've just said. But not once have I heard anybody referred to as a rent boy. Really? No, I never have. Not even on TV. I don't think I've ever heard any reference to this until today's episode. I mean, it is certainly, I guess, by by definition here, it is it is a, a a gay culture thing. I never assumed it was just a gay culture thing, though, until I read this Wikipedia. Well, uh, you know, I you've been some you've, you've been places any. I've not been. I understand that, but also, uh, Diamond Dave always saying, "I'm just a gigolo," and everywhere I go, he didn't say, "I'm just a rent boy," and everywhere yeah. I go, because doesn't rhyme as well. I'm sure there's a song with rent boy in it. Really. There's got to be some. I don't know if it's like Van Halen or, you know, I don't think it's mainstream, but there's got to be something in a discotheque in, in, in South Beach somewhere where Red Boy is, is, in the, is in the chorus. Yeah. So Jake Calhoun in the chat room says, Scott needs to get out more. Where would one go for more Red Boy references? I don't know where to go probably, for that. Probably South Beach. All right. So you're in Florida. You from Florida. Those kind of things permeate. I We don't have a beach. I would say, yeah, there's more. I mean, I've read enough. Probably the first time that I got exposed to the term rent boy was I think there was a rent boy scandal in, in South Florida where there was some politician or a businessman of some repute who was uh, caught up in some kind of scandal by way of a a, a rent boy. But mm. It is a great you, you just want to say it all the time, right? Like yeah, it just flows off the top. I always like gigolo for the male thing. And I also now really enjoy prostituta. I kind of wish that had stuck. But, prostituta. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess that's the thing. It's like. <laughs> Like hooker and whore are just really blunt. Yeah. Like it just kind of lands with a thud. It doesn't have the, the sing song equality of gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, I really don't like the term whore. Uh, I've always not liked that word. I don't like it in my entertainment. I don't like it anywhere. Even though some are, are, would say, well, that's what's the difference between that and hooker. And maybe we can talk about that today, but it, it feels like a really harsh, derogatory, demeaning. Uh, put that mostly in the in this most of the time referred to uh, or mostly they're talking about women this idea of putting them in their place keeping them at bay keeping them under control i don't like the word whore i hate it sure so we can talk about that some too uh well i'll tell you what uh, uh the clients those who patronize these folks whoever 
uh, they may be, or you may call them. Female clients of prostitutes are sometimes referred to as Janes or sugar mamas, <laughs> while clients of prostitutes are sometimes known as Johns or Tricks in North America and punters in the British Isles. What? I had never known what a punter was. I'd heard, I, I, I've heard the word punter in, in British media, but I never was aware that it was like 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 a, like a trick. So so our Johns are they they would say punt like he was a punter. That's very yeah. odd. So he determined in some cases whether you won the game the big game or not. <laughs> is that the, I mean it doesn't have any connection to like rugby or football or, or anything. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, <laughs> in, in rugby noted prostituta aficionados. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go then. Uh, but that's, that's where tricks. So if you ever heard turning tricks, turning yeah. tricks would be, you know, to uh, to to uh, find a, a an almost assembly line of of men willing to pay for the service. Right. Yeah, I've heard turning people. turning tricks very common. Uh, what's another one? I'm trying to think of the the more Hollywoody types. Oh, do, you, do you ever see you ever see hustle and flow? Uh, hustle and flow. No, that's the one with uh, the first. The first war machine before he quit and was no longer yes. part of, um, I can't think of his name. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, whose name it does escape me too. But he uh, becomes famous. The, his character becomes famous. He's a pimp who becomes famous as a rapper for the song "Whoop That Trick." So he would he would be whoop he'd be beating up on dudes who did not pay for his women's uh, services. Oh, I see. All right. Well, I I prefer that over beating the women who he who he pimps though. Which seems no, to be a no, no. Of... There's a there's a very uh, a pimp with a heart of gold kind of story to the to hustle and flow. Terrence I, Howard, it, that's it, his name. Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how well it's aged particularly, but I certainly enjoyed it uh, when it when it came out. And Three Six Mafia did the uh, did the the songs, which I like. Yeah, I like those guys too. They anyway. won an Oscar, by the way. I, I, I don't know if it was it Whoop That Trick or Hustle and Flow that, that the, won an Oscar. The song did, and also the movie. I don't know about the movie itself, but he was not. Terrence Howard was nominated for best actor. Door, I think. I believe so. Yeah. Didn't win but it. I know, I know. I know that Three Six Mafia has an Oscar because of that movie. Yeah, I'll have to finally check it out. And in, in my search for greater knowledge about the world of prostituta, I'm going to that. Soon. <laughs> prostituta. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like something that would be on the menu out here in the Bay Area. Yeah, or like, like at the a, freaking a lunch menu at an Italian place. Yeah. Like, do I, Do I get all, all the free bread and breadsticks and salad I can with the prostituta on the exactly. menu? Exactly. It is. Yeah. It is a. a so pestero prostituta on Chibata. <laughs> it sounds too real. I don't like exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it was hard out here for a pimp that won that won the Oscar. Oh. When he's trying to make this money of all the rent. All right. So <laughs> it is hard out here for a pimp uh, because prostitution mm. is looked at philosophically when people are making uh, laws about it. Nations are making laws about it uh, in two main forks in the road. Right. Either it is tolerated or outlawed. Yeah. If it is tolerated, in general, you get one of two subsections. Either it is about decriminalization or regulation. Mm. So the idea that we should either not make this, uh, uh, that we should not make prostitution illegal, that we should instead uh, uh, make sure that we pass laws to understand that you should not be prosecuted for it, or it should be regulated and therefore, the government should be overseeing this industry of vice. This, of course, happens in a lot of other things, like, for example, what's happening now with uh, marijuana. 
uh, you are seeing an industry that is now a vice industry that is being regulated. You'll probably see a similar stuff as like sports betting is becoming more legal out here in America, and you will see more regulation as well as decriminalization for both of those. Sure. We have decades and decades of experience doing this with cigarettes, doing this with alcohol. Uh, for a while there, uh, they went for the complete criminalization of alcohol. That didn't work out so well. well well, that's, I'll tell you what, let, let, let's actually bring that into right. the other way that you can go, which is for it to be outlawed. There are three things that you can do if you want to outlaw uh, prostitution. It is either abolitionism. This is the complete, we are done. There is no prostitution within our borders. That means that uh, uh, banging for money uh, would be legal, but activities around it, like soliciting a prostitute, pimping a prostitute, or running a brothel, would be illegal. Neo-abolitionism is that clients and pimps are illegal, but hookers are indeed legal, or you can just say prohibition uh, where everything's banned. So sorry, abolitionism would be the most liberal of those. Prohibition would be the most conservative. Right. Obviously, prohibition is what our country has done for things like sports betting and uh, alcohol for a period of time and drugs. Yeah, and currently uh, prostitution is technically prohibited. Right. Technically prohibited, although there are certain pockets of America, most likely or most uh, most notably rural Nevada, mm. for which it is legal. Yeah. Bunny house or whatever the hell that's called. Let's the call bunny it bunny ranch, bunny the ranch, moonlight bunny ranch. And I think there's another couple random ones out there, but today, that was the only one that had the reality show. Today's today's episode will feature a lot of Scott not knowing much about this and jury weirdly knowing a lot of a lot of jury covering for scott <laughs> trying to act like he doesn't know all these things <laughs> oh, i didn't think of it that way sure <laughs> no no, no. hiding in plain uh, sight <laughs> why not i probably i probably know far more about prostitution uh, uh than than you i did see some about. documentary about that bunny ranch thing and no, it, no, they had they had a reality show i think it was on playboy channel or hbo oh, I, I think never, it was hbo actually never, no it was. never saw that it was a tv show I don't think I saw it that. On, yeah, it was on HBO. The the there was a, a uh, it was in in that era of like when when they were showing real sex and stuff like that, and they were, but this was a little bit more standard reality show fare where they mm. would uh, chronicle the lives of the the working women in there and the eccentric owner, Dennis Hoff or Hoffs, I believe. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw that. But if I go to Vegas right now, we're we're going in a month. But when I go out there. It is possible for me in 2018 to pick up some phone somewhere, arrange for uh, whatever, take a lift out to the ranch and 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 have my uh, comeuppance. This is <laughs> yep, beep, 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 do. That's a great way to phrase it too. Uh, you, uh, uh, the way I understood it, and this is the my my entire knowledge about the Moonlight Bunny Ranch is from their reality show. Yeah. Uh, you have to go. It's, it's a little bit outside of Vegas, so it would be, I think it's like an hour drive or something like that. All right. Uh, you walk in, they ring a bell, and all the ladies come out and uh, and, and wave and bat their eyelashes, and you make uh, your, your your decision on, on what you're doing, and then, uh, then you negotiate with them for uh, whatever their rate is once you are in the room, and then they kick in a uh, uh, basically like a, a rental fee for uh for whatever they're doing in the uh in in the room but so it, the, it's a it's a very independent contractor thing like so you're not 
okay. making a flat fee from the from the house. Okay, so but the guy who runs that place, yeah, I forget what you said his name was. What is well, yeah, what does he get? A chunk of it? He's just like a traditional pimp or what? How's it work for him? So yeah, he's he runs the facility. And okay. so he maintains a clean facility and and continues to lift the brand, I assume is probably his number one thing. And then he just gets a flat fee for uh, a per hour or per half hour uh, uh, charge there. So so the women are the product essentially, uh, but they are making independent deals with the Johns or Janes or Sugar Mamas. I don't know. I don't want to uh, yuck on anyone's yum here, but uh, but then they just cut out a, a percentage to the house. Okay. That makes sense. Like tips. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a little bit more formalized. I think that like everybody knows exactly how much time is being spent and then the house says, "Okay, well you owe us at blank for that." Okay. That's interesting. And so that's completely legal there, but if you tried to do uh, a similar thing uh, here, or even in uh, what's the uh, whatever the main county Las Vegas proper's in, I don't think you can do it there either. So it's a rare, no, it's a rare Clark thing. County, is your point? That's super. Clark rare. County, I think, is is the main Las Vegas county, and then uh, it is outside right. of that, about an hour outside into rural Nevada. You're really in the sticks, like you are in hills have eyes kind of country. But uh, <laughs> I guess the hills the hills have other things other than eyes. <laughs> the hills have nipples. All right, so. Uh, Continue now, on. That, that I, is yeah. not to say yeah. that there is not prostitution inside operating illegally inside of Clark County, where uh, obviously it is a party destination and many people like to party in very specific ways. But right. uh, uh, they, they do have to operate uh, uh, around the law. Right. As it were. Right. That makes sense. Uh, hey. Scott, when you think of a, a, a of, of, of a prostitute, what what do you think of? What what immediately comes to mind? I tell you, prostituta, and 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 what uh, uh what immediately pops up? Describe a prostitute to me. All right, a prostitute as currently constituted in my head, yeah, involves uh almost if you just say the word, almost always a lady. Okay, okay. we know that isn't true, but that's what I see. Sure. Yeah. Uh. Walking up and down, in our case, it'd be Second South. Yeah, Second South is a street downtown in Salt Lake City known for its prostitution. Sure. Um, so I think of that. Definitely, and I, Scott, not knowing anything about prostitutes. That's a, that's a great uh, moment. Well, it's local enough. It's local enough lore that it's it, somehow you get it. Anyway, whatever. I remember that from high school. That For all I know, that's all been gentrified. And who knows what it is now? I don't yeah. know. But anyway... Uh, my my mom used to call them streetwalkers, and uh, they... sounds like something that you'd hear in Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, the streetwalkers. Don't make eye contact with the streetwalkers. That's how they know you're alive. Anyway, so they'll they'll be they'll be walking down there in in the skimpy clothes and Johns or punters, as the as the British might say, the British Isles. Yeah, they'll pull up in their Lexus and uh, lean out. And honestly, seriously, it's a Lexus in my head. For I don't know why, just a Lexus. It is, is. This is a very, very specific uh, uh, situation. Oh, totally. And I don't, I don't, I don't have a good answer as to why I feel like that. But anyway, they they lean out and they kind of go, "Hey, what's going on? Hey, you looking for a good time?" And like that whole movie scenario is what I picture in in my head. And the the bad part of that, or the bad side of that, is it's not very nuanced. Like I know that 
one of the reasons a lot of people get very upset about the issue of prostitution and whether it should be legal or not yeah. is that it's not as simple as my little cartoon TV version. It involves sure. uh, children and trafficking and hideous uh, underground garbagey poop that yes. is the, inflicted Absolutely. on uh, people like modern day slavery type stuff that destroy literally destroys lives, kidnaps people. Um, it's awful. So I, I know that while I say this, but if all it was was consenting 32-year-old women who were doing this because they were good at it and it was their lifestyle and they wanted to make money doing this, I think it would already probably be legal or more legal than it is. I think it's all those little dangling bits of the argument that I that a lot of people forget to talk about. And so morally you would say that you are 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 not morally opposed to somebody engaging in this facet of as, as it is now known sex work if we were to say that sex work includes nude modeling stripping uh you know cam girls uh pornography stuff like that and and prostitution you are not morally opposed assuming that everybody is is safe and not getting hurt and and doing things on their under their own volition you are not morally opposed to prostitution that is generally my feeling on most things including when we finally get around to it on the show including prostitution or uh, uh abortion don't tip <laughs> i know i know episode. i know but it's a little preview of where We're my head's at to it. i am not i will never ever hire a prostitute i have zero interest in that world at all Please, somebody um, get that up on Scott for Clay for me. <laughs> I'll never do any of that stuff. I have zero interest in it. But I, like a lot of issues in this world, do not think I should get to choose what other, again, consenting um, decision-making free adults do with their time and their money if it does not, especially directly, cause somebody harm. Now, someone's going to argue that I don't see all the ways the trickle-down harm happens with prostitution. And I'm sure that, that some of that's true. I'm, I'm not saying there isn't. I think that's true of a lot of businesses that are in this sort of seedy zone. I think that it's not – I don't think it's so simple to say, well, pornography, it's for adults making their decision. Either watch it or don't. But I think that the high suicide rate in pornography, there's a lot of other issues that you see that, that, that don't necessarily detail the lives of these people. I think there's probably stuff there that's harmful in the long run, short term, all over the place. Do, do, do you I don't think know. if I, yes or no, do you think that those problems and let's list them all of them in, in all of sex work from drug addiction to child uh, slavery to violence that that is inherent to sex work? I think that this is mo OK. Scott, opinion mode on flip, opinion mode. Switch, go, go, go. On. Click. People keep saying you don't have enough opinions. Here's mine. Go. This is a hot take. Here you go. Uh, I'm willing to bet that most, not all, because there's always outliers. Okay, so let's get that out of the way. Outliers, they exist in everything we talk about. So don't come at me with outliers, everybody. But by and large, and on the whole, not a good term to use in this conversation. By and large, we'll stop it there. By and large. Also, if you're by and by large... Quality. There are some people who are out by and large when it comes to prostitution. Oh, stop. <laughs> that was pretty good. Anyway, <laughs> all of that said, 
I think most, I, I doubt very highly that any of these people are really enjoying their lives. And by that, I mean, even if they are, let's say it's a real kick in their 20s even. Um, I don't think that it, I don't think that kind of lifestyle, regardless of where your, your, your moral standing or anything else, none of it is, is for anything that's a long lasting thing. Everything's about the moment and everything's about kind of our most basic instincts as, as human animals. Yeah. And, 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 and let's take out it. Let's do this in a vacuum. Take out all the other stuff. Like that guy beat her up or that guy's crazy yeah. and almost killed her. Like I'll forget about all that. Let's say it was all just very consensual norm, you know, average, let's call it sex or something that was sure. happening in these with these prostituta. Yeah. Uh I don't think it's a it's a it gives fulfillment. I think it makes you feel bad. And some of that comes from societal norms, but some of that comes from yourself. You just feel like you're you're caving to the most basic things and this is this really what I want to do. So there, I bet there, there was a biological Thing that that makes you feel bad because you are making your your money relying on your body even further back than that before money was even a thing for people i think that real connections sex being a part of that um matters and so when you can't seem to have you, you never have those connections with these people they're just strangers so it's all temporary and it's out of there and if it's not that means that guy's a creeper and now he's stalking you and you don't want that so you don't want a personal connection with these people, and that lack of personal connection, yet, yet you are uh, in your your in positions and doing things. Not many positions. You're 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 living a life where you're where you're going through the act of a thing that normally binds people together, keeps them together. As so a human imperative. I, I think that, let, let, let's let's draw a circle around that because I think that what you just illustrated right there is indeed a moral opinion it is you're right something that that binds people together it is it is uh, an act that obviously can be used to create children it is something that we have defined as a, a thing that you should have as part of a marriage ritual it is a a as a as an act it is something that is there is some science to what important. i'm saying very important there is yeah. some science to what i'm saying though this idea that 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 regardless of the outside pressures on it and that and that and that makes a difference, but this stuff. Well, this yeah. There's also, I mean, I think I think what you're referring to is oxytocin, and 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 there is a lot of amazing research on oxytocin. Sure. Uh, that, but you can also you also get oxytocin hugging. No, you're like, right. You're right. Yeah, you can get your fix <laughs> just by hugging a, hugging somebody real quick. But let me let me simplify it and and, and make this. I, I, I don't know simple. how many oxytocin bonds I made with <laughs> the hugs I had in college. Right. Probably not many. But here's 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 my bottom line with this. Uh, it can be let's even just look at the most basic of the biological imperatives. That is to create additional versions of you, to have offspring, to to uh, propagate the species. At a very basic level, that is what sex is for. Why does sex? Why does it attract? Why does it feel good? Why is it all those things? Because it all ends up getting to that same bottom line let's make more of us that's always been true and it'll always will be true so what you have in this particular situation is you've removed that from a completely i'm not saying you can't have a full wonderful yeah. sex life without ever having a single kid that's not what i mean but what i mean is you're taking this thing 
that is the most intimate thing pretty much two people can do. Okay, pretty much. And sure, some of that's culture. I get it. Some of that's uh, moral layering, whatever. I don't care. The point is, that's what it is. Like, it straight up is that in in human society. And so when you're doing it all the time just for the exchange of cash and none of that connection, that's why I think... Now, again, it's a moral, it's a moral thing I'm saying. But I don't, is, think suddenly, I don't think suddenly making prostitution 100% legal is going to make a difference there. It's still going to feel shitty. And I don't think they feel very good about it. I think they do drugs because they don't feel good about it. I think they commit suicide early because they don't feel good about it. And I think violence and other stuff happens because they don't. Nobody feels good about it. If they felt good about it, this would be a big, open, celebrated hoo-ha. But it's not. Nobody so feels you, good about so, it. So that's that's where you draw you draw the line that this is that they don't feel good and that's why they feel sad, not because they are shamed for what they are doing, and that is why they feel sad. No, I I think that's part of it. But it, if society shames them, and even if they move to a place where they're very accepted and not shamed for that stuff, there's always this notion in your head that there's an outside society that's still shaming us, and it's just part of our. It's part of well, our right. biology so, to so have there, that get there, to there, us. There, 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 there's a couple things I want to dig back into before we, we, we go much more further. Number one, I always find this fascinating, and this is not a judgment. This is a, like, legitimately something that I do find interesting, that in our culture, what we define as like Western civilization, Eastern civilization, anything that we have done as a human race, it is the triumph over our primal instincts, mm. right? Our primal instinct is I want, I see what you have i want to punch you and take what you have because i want that and and so we invent economies and we invent trading and we invent uh, how to organize a civilization we build cultures on top of that it's all about the triumph over our primal instincts and shaping them so we can live better and more harmoniously and live longer and happier mm. and yet sometimes on some things we can't get away from yeah but sex is for babies you know, it's like it's like that is something where it's like, well, can't get beyond that. When literally all of our culture has been about shaping and changing our primal instincts to create a better, happier, longer living society. And we've sure. done amazing with it. Humans are the greatest success story in Earth's history. Yeah. Except for maybe like algae or some something like sure, that. Sure, sure. But, but, like, but what you're saying is I know where you're headed with this and I totally get and I'm and I'm with you 100 percent. I have many, many, many friends, family and other people I know who are married, committed, uh, not married and committed, doesn't matter, yeah. and they don't have any children, they have no plans to have any children, they're not having sex to have children. Yeah. But they have this connection of commitment to each other, they have commitment to, to, to treating each other well, and this isn't happening in prostitution. It's objectification, and I don't mean that in the more political way of using it. I mean, literally, yeah. men are using women as paid objects to get their jollies that is not a healthy way for the objectee to feel it just isn't but, but let me ask you this why is it with prostitution when we are dealing with sex that that has to be their life story it doesn't that when we talk about sex work and it's not like oh that's some stuff that happens on nine to five but i'm so much more than this i also like horses and i write poetry and and i have i have a blog on international finance you know uh, uh we would not like to be only judged by what we do nine to five right mm -hmm. like I, I, and and yet 
for sex work that oftentimes, you know, is a dominant way that we look at it. And so now we draw, hey, you're upset because of what you do for a living. You want to know who I could describe that? I got a group chat with two or three lawyer friends on it. Man, do they hate their lives. All they literally do is talk about how much they hate what they do for a living and they find it to be screwed up and if not outright userous and a detriment to the society that they live in. They, they talk to me openly about what they would consider to be fraud of our system, mm. uh, both, in, both, both in insurance and in law, right? <laughs> and they don't think that the people that are coming to them and, and getting uh, what they get is a good thing for the people getting the money or the insurance things uh, coming out. So not to draw apples and oranges, but just to say that if you have a job that we could even agree on saying makes you sadder, but you like the money because the money provides stability and options either for you or your family, be it a family that you have created yourself or the family and friends around you, that that is a trade that I would dare say a majority of our listeners make right now. Mm -hmm. Well, everything you're saying right now is why I'm pro uh, legalization of prostitution. Now, now let, let, let's go into a few ways that this happens. In right. Sweden, it is legal to be a hooker, yeah. but they crack down a lot on guys looking for it and pimps and brothels specifically. Right. You cannot be a pimp. You cannot be a brothel. Their idea being that if this is going to happen, that the women should not be punished or the people who are renting themselves out for sex should not be punished. It is the apparatuses around them that cause the biggest problem. They cause the drugs. They cause the violence. And if you are to eliminate that and you are to use the, the thumb of government to try to scrub that away, that creates a healthier society where people where this is going to happen and, and we are we are going to have to deal with it. A few more facts uh, before we open up the phone lines. Hey, Scott, how many hookers out here? How many, guys, um, how many do you think? How many how many hookers do you think are out here hooking in the in the states or where? Uh, let, let, let's say out of a hundred thousand people, that is a sellout at the Dallas Cowboys home stadium of uh, the AT and T Stadium in in Arlington, Texas. How many hookers would be in a sold out Cowboys stadium of a hundred thousand people? Uh, on average. okay, on average per thousand hundred thousand people, I'm going to say there are. Uh, let's say 150 people. 150. According to a uh, paper estimating the prevalence and career longevity of prostitute women, authored in 1990, it studied full-time or equivalent prostitutes in a typical area. Uh, uh, they used Colorado Springs, Colorado from 1970 to 1988. That sellout football stadium would contain 23 prostitutes. Oh, that's all? I overestimated. Far less, far less than you would think. Yeah, I, I would have thought. I Because I thought you were going to lean more, so I kind of leaned high. I, I My honest answer, not honest answer, my answer if I if I wasn't trying to pretend or wasn't trying to aim for your target, I probably would have said less. 150 is a lot. Now, by the way, 4% of those working women would be under 18. Yeah, see, this is, where, this is where things get real skeevy. Like, I... In my head, I think, oh, if there is a entrepreneurial uh, young woman in her 20s or 30s who wants to uh, run her own sex uh, business, 
Sex for hire business? I don't. Hey, go for it. I don't have... What What problem do I have with this? None is the answer. She doesn't have a pimp who's telling her what to do. She's in charge of her destiny. She gets to do what she wants to do. She controls it. Go for it. It's just never that simple. There's so many, like, victims we don't know about that we don't hear about. The question is, does prohibition make that better or put or it more or yeah put it more in the dark yeah. by the way there used to be a lot of gang violence involved with alcohol yeah there's not so much gang violence you know there's a lot more dilly dilly commercials than there are <laughs> gun violence uh, uh around alcohol and that is something that has been brought out of prohibition yeah a few more a few more hook and facts the length of a prostitute's working career were estimated at a mean of five years this according to that same paper but according to a 2012 report by the Foundation Celis, there are between 40 and 42 million prostitutes in the world. 42 million is is kind of lower than I thought, because we're talking about seven billion people, and I know a lot of those people aren't, you know, running around looking for prostitutes. I, I get that, but um, you know, who, however many of those are elderly or, or children or whatever. But I thought that would be higher. That seems low. I would have put it in the hundred million or something. That surprises me. Well, that's that's according to that 2012 study. I also found out when I was doing research for this last night that uh, apparently Oakland, my adopted hometown, where I am, uh, you are hearing my voice right now, is a hotbed for prostitution. Mm. If you just Google prostitution, there's like four Oakland stories that are like right up at the top. If you use an incognito window, I had to like double check. I didn't know if if Google was serving me oakland specific prostitution results but uh but it, it's not oakland uh, uh apparently an issue which explains there's a lot of like anti uh, uh sex trafficking billboards around my neck of the woods and that's apparently why because wow. uh it's an issue out here in oakland uh all right all that being said we are opening the lines 801-285-9395 we want to know what your take is on this do you think it should be legalized if it shouldn't be what do you want to do about it are things uh better when they're out in the open and uh are less demonized like alcohol and these days marijuana where you know things can kind of be let to let the free market do what they're going to do or is prostitution one of those sticky wickets you have to kind of keep in the can uh, your thoughts are all welcome. 801-285-9395. I will say this. Go. Um, e, I agree with you that that some of my worry for some of these people is based on a moral code and based on, on the idea that um, the kind of misery they feel, uh, a huge part of it just could be social pressures, right, about yeah. about what they're doing and the stigma of it. I totally agree with that. However, that is the reality we're in. And while maybe that changes over a long period of time and we get to a place where there's no longer those kind of societal pressures, as it stands right now, there is some 21-year-old and, and, and plenty of a lot younger, but who is being uh, told to do things she absolutely does not want to do, uh, is in a position of, of all sorts of making. Perhaps she was abused, uh, which according to my sister and the t- statistics she has, many, many, many prostitutes who end up in the business come from abusive homes, sexual abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, mental abuse. And there's just so much more misery attached to it than some scrappy young girl who's like, I know what I'm going to do. You know, for screw finishing school, I'm going to become a hooker, a prostituta. Let's go. Like they don't, 
I don't think those exist that, very that, that often. That young girl did go on to become a radio announcer, though. <laughs> so don't, don't feel bad. But you know what I mean, like so. So for me, yeah, all of the all of those reasons are are why I worry about those those but people. Let me, let me I, ask you a question, because like, you can also find a lot of, of of statistics of people that come from broken homes or or come from families that that are are prone to illegal activity for a lot of illegal markets. Right. For for drug dealing, for for a bootlegging back in the day. Right. There are a lot of systemic uh, pipelines that feed people into illegal markets. Right. Uh, uh, and, and whether or not prostitution is something that we want to regulate. Right. Mm -hmm. is, is, is another question. But also it just means that we are taking on as a state. These people who, you know, for, for whatever reason, want to do it. Uh, right. uh, and 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 this is not a United States thing, although certainly our puritanical upbringing has given us a lot of different, uh, uh, you know, views about sex and stuff like that. And uh, uh, prostitution is probably the most hot button of it. But we can even get sort of muted versions uh, uh, in pornography and stripping. And stuff like Absolutely. I uh, got a first caller on the line. Hi. Hi. Who's this? Hey, this is Andrew from Florida. Hey, man, what's going on in Florida these days? Oh, you know, it's nice and sunny. Love yeah. It. Yeah. Prostitutes are everywhere. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. Anyway, uh, what's your take? So my my main take is that by making this illegal, uh, we remove a lot of safety nets that we could provide for the system. Similar to how when alcohol was illegal, we had lots of problems with crime and alcohol. And now that drugs are illegal, we have lots of problems with drugs and crime. So really, by making this illegal, we're just removing the ability for people to engage in it responsibly. And I think that's where the failing of all these laws comes in. So if, okay, I don't disagree with that. I wonder if, um, I mean, I, I understand the need for people to think, oh, we can't allow this to happen. We have to have laws and make it all illegal because they think, or people think that if, uh, you know, class four narcotics and I don't know what all was just out there on the street and you could purchase it anywhere and get it at a you know store and walk into a, a Walmart and pick it up or whatever that people would rather sit around taking drugs than being productive members of, of society. Therefore society becomes weaker, 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 and then maybe eventually collapses because everybody's stoned and there aren't enough people who are sober. Uh, it is, it is a on. slide, a, a slippery slope. And, and, and based on what Scott was saying, you are engaging in an industry where you are actively making people's lives worse. Like that is you are you are you are eroding the lives of, of 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 these people, whether or not they are going into it with clear eyes or not. Yeah, that's the th I mean, that's my thinking now. Right. It, but I think part of that is due to the fact that the system they have to engage in is this weird black market shady system. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is a lot to learn from the alcohol thing. I mean, you brought it up. We've been talking about it. it there's lessons there that maybe aren't aren't applied enough to other things we're thinking about the de, de, uh, de demonizing like like marijuana or at least mar medical marijuana or whatever like if you even suggest anywhere within a mile of my mother-in-law that marijuana might one day be legal in in utah she just i think poops a little and runs like she yeah. she is convinced that you know uh, literally it's satan's satan's uh satan's plant <laughs> and there and we're all going to die if this happens but we've learned lessons from the alcohol thing not when that happened, not everybody went and got drunk. Hell, we have examples from uh, a lot of people that I know. I have family, friends, and one of my co-hosts of one of my shows, or a couple of my shows, Brian Ibbett, they all live in Colorado. And when pot became legal, they didn't all run out and get pot. 
They didn't all run out and start going, oh, finally, the pot. Just give me all the pot. He has no, they probably he's, already had dealers. But he still doesn't smoke it. He doesn't care to. He doesn't want to. I've sure. had access to alcohol my entire life. I don't drink. I don't want it. I don't need it. So mm, I, I'm never that one time in Mexico. Well, it was a mistake. But the point <laughs> is, it, this idea that if this happened, that ever suddenly everybody would rush down to an RK Second South and look for a hooker is silly. It's dumb. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do heroin because I don't want to do heroin, not because it's illegal. Right. And that why is that so I don't know why that's so hard for us. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. We got another one coming in here. Hi, this is uh you're on the air. This is unfriend me. Who's this? Uh let's just say my name is Kate. I'd like this, because we're starting with it. We're starting with a name that may not be yeah. his. That means we're gonna get something good. All right. What, what do you gotta say, buddy? Yeah, what do you got? Uh well, first of all, I, I'd like to say that I don't think it's a problem for two people that have an agreement to consensually uh, make a business arrangement to exchange goods for services uh, is a problem. Right. Um, exactly. but especially especially when the that, service is that ass, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I, I will say, though, that it is a problem here in the United States, though, and it is illegal. And I'll give you this anecdote as an example why. Okay. So before... Uh, when I was a very much younger person, I thought, like, hey, it would be cool to uh, make this exchange one time, and it wouldn't be a problem at all, because the person would be into it, and it would be, you know, all copacetic. So uh, one time I was uh, in uh, New Orleans with some friends of mine, and we were in the Army at the time, so it's a bunch of kind of rowdy crew. We were all really drunk. One guy was like, hey, let's go uh, hit up some prostitutes. So I said, okay, why not? And uh, we went to this place. We Actually, it was actually weird to find uh, where these people were at. We we just like, walked down Bourbon Street and started yelling, at, anyone know where to find some prostitutes? And some guy eventually came up to us and was like, hey, man, calm yeah. down, but I, I know where to go. And Freaking Bourbon kinda, Street, dude. Yeah, that place. You can get whatever you need whenever you need it. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, so he uh, that, that, that is the second geographical to... location that Scott said you could almost definitely get a prostitute. <laughs> I've been in New Orleans enough to know you can get yeah, count. Yeah, zero for me. Just... I can't tell you where to get a hooker except Craigslist. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Anyway, sir. sorry, go ahead. So, no, yeah. So, uh, so this guy literally leads us to a back alley. Uh, a guy opens up like a peephole to, to see who's out there. Lets me and my two friends in and. Uh, and, like, immediately we get in, and uh, we're in this, like, dimly lit, like, dank room, uh, and it's, like, just got these, like, it's, like, a, a weird bench, and there's, like, this row of girls just sitting on the bench, kind of huddled together, all, like, with this, like, slumped-over posture, and, like, none of them looked like they want to be there, and I immediately was, like, holy crap, I think I just made a mistake, and there's this big dude standing in the corner with two guns strapped to his chest, and I'm, like, whoa, holy cow, this is some serious business. Jeez. So, uh, the, the guy that was like running things was asking me like, so what do you want to do? And I was just kind of like speechless. And this, uh, older lady came and grabbed me and took me into a back room. Cause she kind of, I don't know, maybe she figured out I was kind of in shock there. And we went into this back room and I just kind of sat there and I was like, I don't know. I talked to this lady for a few minutes and got out of there and it cost me 150 bucks that, uh, <laughs> I'm glad I got out of there with uh, my skin still because I, I didn't I didn't realize when I was going in there that it was going to be what looked to be a, a bunch of people that were captive not wanting to be there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and this yeah, what so you're talking problem- what you're talking about is what I was referring to earlier, which is 
we all have this idea of what it, what it is or might be or you know movies teach us whatever but then we get in there and there's just so so much weird you know like and 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 so the point of it well if it was legal would any of the weird exist the same way you'd say would speakeasies exist during prohibition could i have you know would that have been a problem at all and three, and, three, three years ago to get an eighth of weed in california even if you had a, a medical license you had to go to a place, you had to get a license, you had to do a lot of things. In places where it wasn't medically legal, you had to do worse. You had to go talk to a dealer and engage in an illegal act. Now, in the California area, you have an app where they'll deliver it to you. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would assume that if things were legal, there would be less you have to walk into a back uh, shady room <laughs> with a dude with two guns strapped to his chest and you have to pay $150 to say no uh, then there would be otherwise. It does seem, it does seem that way. I, you know, you don't know till you do it, but it does seem that way. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, it's Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. It's always good to hear from you. What's up? Um, so I agree that it should just be the adult, adult consenting, whatever transition between them, not the brothel, the brothel, not the pimp. Maybe Sweden has the better idea. Um, because I think those conditions are not good for the psyche <laughs> yeah on the patron or the the prostitute <laughs> right it's like this it's like you know i was thinking about the other day somebody's always going oh man well, threesome would be great wouldn't it you know and people and there are amorous couples who have all their swapping worked out and whatever and they're fine with it sure but i am telling you dude everyone i've talked to and i have handful of friends who are all sort of into that stuff they all in the end end up having to split or it didn't work out or the third person caused all kinds of weird jealousy yeah, there's issues always it drama and fights and everybody doesn't feel good about it and some and of that like some there's of almost that society. not a difference though with uh porn like right if two people are having sex and then there's just a camera there, what, what's the difference <laughs> right, between right, that right. being prostitution or you're making a porn? Well, you don't know. Like even in those particular <laughs> cases, some of those people may not be getting paid. Don't or, even know. Yeah. Or they don't know. Yeah. Like So so I, I keep coming back to this because Justin brought it up and I think he made a really important point. So I'm, I'm kind of questioning my own brain here. But while I don't want a... Uh, human constructed moral code to make a decision on where my head's at with this. I don't know that it matters because they live, they don't live in a vacuum. They live in a reality. If it's our culture or any other culture, that reality means certain things. And that, that means that just, I don't know how you're happy. I just don't know how you're happy. I'm not, it, by I the way, the, a, now amorous, the stigma needs, yeah. needs to change in society about it. Right. You can only be ha happy if like there's a huge consensus that, it is okay. It's accepted. You're doing what you do to make you happy, to get your bills paid. It, whose business is it? You're not hurting anyone. Hopefully you're not getting hurt. Or if you are getting hurt, then at least you can actually go to the government, police, whatever, to do something about it. But if it's illegal and you're getting hurt, what do you do? Yeah, there's also some gender issues you know, here. here. But here's here's the thing. Like, I, I just want to come back to this. Why is it here that we need to draw the line? Or at least can you specify that there is a permanent degradation to one's soul that is different than all the people in America and around the world who don't like their jobs, yeah. who think that, that, that they could 
be doing something else, right? Well, like, our, or that, that that they feel that that they are being wasted at, at their at, at their jobs. And and I think that there is room to say, okay, well then, no, no, no. There is this chemical situation that does uh, uh, either desensitize you or creates uh, you know a permanent uh, hole in your in your uh, uh, constitution that makes you less of a person by engaging in it. But I think if we want to make that claim, then you got to make that claim. You got to say that this is specifically, that, that this is a specific permanent erosion by engaging in this job that is therefore different than working the cashier at Hardee's or, or having to, you know, cut off fish heads for a living. To me, it's like this. If you, thanks for your call. If it's like, uh, you're in a war zone. That's a hard job. You may even have to yeah, kill some people. Soldier. Yeah, soldier. Murdering it's a hard job. You murder people. Country. Right. You're doing that because you're being ordered to. You do your thing. You do your duty. You come home. And, and, and also, by the way, a pin in this, the, the, the guy who called in with the hooker story that's related to the military, that is something that goes back as long as standing armies oh, have. Yeah, like, dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, soldiers like sex workers and sex workers like soldiers oh that it goes is, way back it, there's it, yeah it is uh chocolate and peanut butter a, a a a grand tradition you might say but uh they if you go do that and you do your army bit and you come home we know we live in a modern society that knows that that has an impact you were there doing a thing that you were told to do you signed up to do you have all the justification to do from all the sources of power that give you that justification to do it. And yet here you are three years later with severe PTSD because you shot some guy in the head or because that bomb went off and you watched three guys get blown apart or whatever it is that leaves this thing you're talking about, this Mark, that's what's happening in that job that happens in this job. And it will happen even in my opinion, it will happen even if prostitution becomes completely legal uh, or they do the Sweden thing or something, the way that we're doing weed moving forward and the way we've done alcohol in the past, there's the there's the ugly underside, though. Just like with alcohol, there are still drunk drivers. There are still people who have alcohol poisoning. There are people who drive a bus later and kill a bunch of kids. There are all these offshoots of that being an easier thing to access and manage for certain individuals. Same thing goes for this job for people in the military. Uh, I'm not comparing them apples to apples by any stretch. Uh, but prostitution has its its downsides. Now, a lawyer could say, well, I feel like I just built a bunch of people out of money. Okay, you did, and you're going to have a little mark on you for it. You might have a bigger mark on you if some guy who seemed nice enough at first makes the transaction, beats the living shit out of you, and razor blades your face while he's having sex with you. That's going to leave a bigger mark than lawyer did on I took that guy's pension. I mean, but... You know, if you work at the counter of a 7-Eleven, you can get shot. You can. I'm not saying that there aren't risks in everything. Dude, right now, you and I could get electrocuted <laughs> or whatever. Right. Like, there's a million dumb things that could happen to everybody in anything. Well, I, I, but, there, but I would say the likelihood that somebody beating you up and razor blading your face is enhanced by the idea that it is an illegal act and therefore you can't call the cops. I don't disagree with that. I think that's true. I think because it would definitely be less advantage of an element of society that is helpless. Effectively. Yeah, it would be less. Of course it would be. But 
but you know, you can connect alcoholism to spousal abuse. You can connect it to child abuse. You can connect it to all sorts of things. It's always seems to be involved in a lot of those abuses. There's also pretty credible studies that show that, uh, serial killers with almost without exception, as far as I know, it was some thing with Ted Bundy for a while and then they expanded it out, but they all, and I don't have it in front of me. So sorry, everybody. This is just from memory. Maybe my sister told me, but they are all, uh, they all will say, yeah, my, uh, my initial predilections started with pornography that got harder and harder. Now, am I saying that that means pornography needs to be a ban or, uh, uh, you know, never seen or, or what's the word? Uh, um, uh, so I can, huh? Prohibited. Prohibited. Thank you. I'm not saying that. I mean, it's already prohibited in some ways. Um, but what I'm saying is there's, there are these things that happen that you can't control. I mean, you just can't. And you can say that about any job, but these in particular leave a mark that's just a deeper cut. That's all I'm you, saying. You, and even the believe, guy. Yeah, you believe that this is permanent damage, that I, you are, that you are, uh, this is something that it is for the moral good of our society. And let's just say culture at large and take away even nationalities, that it is, it is good for us to, to make this difficult or harder to do because to play a part in it by regulation and therefore be actively eyes open a, a part of this is creating lasting and permanent damage in the people that seek to have this job. I think that that is inevitable, but the other part I'm totally for, I'm totally for the, uh, the, the legalization. And if it has to be a careful legalization, like you have to be 18 to get cigarettes, you have to be 21 to drink, like whatever those are. And if it's per state or it's by it's for the whole country or it's or if it's worldwide, whatever that is, I'm for that because I think that lessens these things. But I don't think these things go away. They're still wicked, horrible, hideous, perverted douchebags who would do anything right now to get some eight year old slave girl from some country far away from Singapore. Well, and that that's another element of it is is sex tourism. And that's that's a real underbelly when you go out to certain countries that have different laws as who's allowed to have sex. And also the prostitution's legal. And you have people that go to countries that have laws that are different than their own. And they engage in things that would be illegal uh, in the countries that they live. Yeah, because structurally, I don't disagree. It's just down on the personal ground level of this. I think it's just really ugly and complicated. And I think I think that we're... You know, without an actual prostitute calling in. Actually, it could be this. Let's find out. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, this is Alex from North Florida. Hey, you're not you're not a prostitute, right? Could be a rent boy. What's <laughs> up? <laughs> okay, darn it. We were hoping for. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, man. What's on your mind? <laughs> well, um, I actually, I don't. I just joined, so I don't know if anybody has made this point yet. But I'm 20 now, and I had a junior high school math teacher once who actually came into another teacher's classroom um, and heard that we were talking about kind of like the legalization of prostitution and kind of other illicit substances and so on. And she kind of just came over to us because I had her in a different class and started talking to us very freely. We were all like eighth graders that um, she made the point if, if it's going to be done anyways, because over all of human history, it has been prostitution specifically, yeah. then, then why not let it happen? And, and I just, wasn't too comfortable as an eighth grader kind of receiving <laughs> that information yet and i <laughs> yeah. wasn't another 
go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I'm just I'm, I'm laughing because it would have blown me away at eighth grade to hear some teacher say that. I would have been like, what the crap happened in here just now? But anyway, go ahead. Keep going. Right. Yeah, it was definitely a story passed around at the cafeteria a lot. And another point that we were all trying to make at that age was, well, how would it be handled if kind of it was exposed publicly to the youth that, oh, my mom or this person I know, this is how they make their living is prostitution or i mean i even know it's kind of uncomfortable some people i know that uh you know their their friends are strippers or so on and so forth so that's kind of an awkward social situation but that's all i have to say so thanks for all right no worries man good good call thank you for that i mean for me for me the 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 other worry i have or concern justin isn't so much that uh if if the relationships between men and women and i'll use men and women as the main example here because that's the biggest portion of who we're talking about doesn't mean there isn't abuse or problems or issues in the other, other, you know, however a gender faces another gender, whether it be, you know, gay, straight, whatever. But a woman and man kind of situation, uh, I don't trust the dudes. They're all dicks. <laughs> and I think that it, there is, a, there is a, uh, a long history of objectification, minimalization, and... Um, deprecation of women and i and i don't know that that goes away with legalization it gets what? less it, it empowers some there's no question about all that i think that that's all true and if they announce it tomorrow i'll be all for it i don't know why trump's not for it he loves this stuff he's into it man so he should just pass it he should push that through congress let's go they won't stop for anything else why not this but the point is if they changed it tomorrow i'd go all right that makes sense to me you know we're gonna see we're gonna see less of this it's gonna be controversial people are gonna freak out but the net result will be less violence, less issues, less whatever. I'm just saying, I think it's just eternally hard job. And one that is, if you choose it, okay. And if that's your thing, great. I'd rather you do it in a legal way. This is all going to come up again with uh, abortion, by the way. Like these kinds of issues uh, for me. But do it. And then, and then... I don't know. Hopefully less is better, I guess. Less problems is better is better problems. Less less problems, not necessarily less. I mean, do you think that if it were legal that more people would do it? No. Um, that's I feel the same way I do about well, I don't know what the statistics are on like alcohol after prohibition. And I don't know what they're like now with pot being legal in certain states. So I could be totally wrong on this, but my impression is that I think in, in general it's usually hard to tell because it's hard to get accurate data when things are illegal. Sure, sure. But like, like I've already said, I've said on my show, on the morning show, if it was suddenly legal here in Utah, I'd go get some gummy bears so I could see what this is all about. So that's an uptick. That's weed. one. Ex- weed. Weed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Marijuana. Okay. No, no, no. Edibles. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I, I don't know if you said weed before. I don't, I don't know if gummy bears <laughs> was the name of uh, one of those prostitutes you've seen on Second Street or whatever. <laughs> No, but that's very funny. No, I'm, yeah, code for it's, here. It's not rent boys. It's gummy bears. That's, who, that's gummy what we're bears. into. Yeah, everything is cuter in Utah. <laughs> but I've said I'd try because a, it's legal now, and so I'm not breaking any laws. I'm a law-abiding citizen. I don't like breaking the law, so that would be me not breaking the that's law. Number one. Wait, so you would you would do that? But alcohol is legal. But you have this, uh, you know, apparently you don't get uh, you don't Just, drink alcohol everywhere except for Mexico where you get wasted. No desire time. to get. Yeah, right. And no desire to try alcohol. I think it stinks, and I'm not interested. A gummy sure. bear that makes you chill, eh, maybe. And I'm not saying it would be a thing I'd do all the time. It's no. I, it's something I want to try once ago. All right, what's the big stink about? 
It'll probably make me paranoid and I won't do it. If it ever happens, please don't just eat an entire gummy bear. That's that'll that'll send you to. Oh, will it? I don't know how those work. I assumed it had to eat. It's number one. There's I have a moral talk about moral lines in the sand. We're going to give you a little bonus (laughs) stuff here. I have I have a moral problem with uh, weed edibles, basically, that are of food that's delicious. Yeah. I think all edibles should be like liver and onions. <laughs> like you should, you should not want to eat a lot of it because you wind up getting way too high. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, here's the most delicious ice cream you've ever had. But every like half scoop will put you like in, <laughs> into this like Doctor Strange level wormhole. Yeah. And and by the end of it, you're like, oh wait, I just kept eating the de- eating the delicious thing, and now I don't know my name, yeah. and I'm I'm uh, like Kane and Kung Fu wandering. From town to town, solving mysteries. I don't know how to stop at one gummy bear, so this is a really good point. Um, this is no I, uh, uh, kids uh, don't <laughs> take a lot of edibles if it's delicious stuff. Like just to be uh, be a real uh, swell person and don't eat all of it. You only eat a quarter, and that's now you know. And knowing is half the battle. Very well done. All right. That's going to do it for today's show. Uh, we should probably uh, tip them off on what's happening next week. What are we doing? Uh, uh, yeah, well, here, look, look at this. Look at this. Uh, uh, Melly Cashel here in, in the in the Twitch chat. Uh, oh. And she's made this point a couple times. Uh, let me just uh, let me just uh, give give voice to what she said. All right. Here's the thing. If you're a regular person, you can help curb violence against prostitutes by avoiding humor that dehumanizes them. And. I do think that there is there is a lot if we talk about culture and we talk about well that's just what people think and that's just what society says that we are contributing to society and something that I uh, I do genuinely believe is that you know uh, I don't necessarily your mileage may vary on the you know uh, uh, the, the element of humor but I will say that no matter what voicing your opinions and giving human dignity to people is important. And I agree. I'm glad that Melly Cashel. Uh, go ahead and uh, uh, said that down there. Now, good, what are we doing? Yeah, next what are we what are we doing next week? By the way, send your feedback to that. If, uh, uh, just unfriend me show at gmail.com. Unfriend me show at gmail.com. I cannot wait to hear the non-caller feedback we get for prostitution. Anyway, next week, what is it? What do we got? Do we know? What do we want to do? Well, you know, I- I'll tell you what. I don't know whether or not I was like really willing to go do your your precious abortion episode <laughs> but then you said that like you'd be saying a lot of the same thing so now i think that maybe we should put an episode in between that what do you what do you uh, think i you i agree i agree i think we go from prostitution which is a pretty heavy topic and we aim for something like the one that keeps jumping out at me here is crossfit i want to hear from some of these people you want all right you want to do the crossfit episode yeah because i crossfitters man y'all rub me wrong about 50 times a week i want to talk to you and get your i want to see what's going on with that religion i'm sorry with that crossfit oh all right well i'll tell you what uh, we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get a pr in talking about crossfit next week but we're gonna burpee our way through this entire topic <laughs> Come on in and uh, uh, get your emails in unfriendmeshow at gmail.com. CrossFit is the topic next week. Scott, where can people uh, find more of this show? You can go over to frogpants.com slash unfriendme. There's links to everything you're going to need, where you can get the show, where you can leave us reviews, all that kind of stuff. And if you are in the mood to support good content, because we think we're making it, and if you agree, head on over to patreon.com slash unfriendme. Patreon.com slash unfriendme. It's also linked on the site if that's easier for you, but 
Uh, click it. See what you think. We're putting out bonus content for uh, patrons at a certain level. And uh, that could be you as well. And we got plenty of other cool stuff happening. Yeah. There, so. Bonus up on tipping already up there. You can get it right now if you become a patron at patreon.com slash unfriend me. Uh, my name is Justin Robert Young. You can find me at Justin R. Young on Twitter. He is Scott Johnson. You can find him at Scott Johnson. Yep. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next time with another show. Until then, see you then. See ya, Bye. unfriend. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>